0: Welcome to the Leadership Insights podcast, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the world of leadership, offering a deep dive into the minds of accomplished leaders from various fields around the world. I'm your host, Amanda Jane, originally from the north of Ireland and now living in beautiful Cheshire, England. Together we'll explore the strategies, experiences and wisdom that have shaped these incredible leaders into the visionaries they are today through solo episodes and interviews. I'm a leadership and communications coach myself, and I'm passionate about promoting a coaching culture in the workplace, as well as empowering leaders to flourish personally and thrive professionally. Whether you're a seasoned executive, an aspiring leader in business, or someone simply fascinated by the art of leadership, each episode will provide valuable insights, practical tips, and inspiring stories. So get ready for a dose of motivation, innovation, and leadership brilliance on the Leadership Insights podcast brought to you by amandajane.co.uk Hello everyone and welcome to the Leadership Insights podcast and my special guest today is Helen Thacker and she's a sales strategy and messaging coach. Welcome Helen.
1: Oh, Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I'm so excited for this. Thank you for joining me. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today. Absolutely. Um, You've got some questions lined up. I know, bring it on. I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited, excited well, to um, dive in.
0: Thank you. My favourite questions. Let's get started. Do you have a motivational song?
1: Yeah, you sent me these questions. I was like, I love this, Amanda. Honestly, I just think this whole concept of diving into the kind of the real person. So, I love music. I absolutely, I've been passionate about music my entire life. I always have music on the background and I listened constantly to like upbeat things. So Latin beats or EDM, I love to have, that's what fires me up all day long. But thinking about a specific song was so hard. But going back to my childhood and I picked an ABBA song, SOS, because it reminds me of like where I was as a child and kind of the ambitions that I had and like growing up just listening to that my dad massive ABBA fan and just kind of listening to that music and thinking about where I was then and it really does kind of motivate me I think like going back to a song from your childhood is really powerful because Mm -hmm. you can't remember the dreams and the things that you were really kind of aiming for without any of the stuff we have as an adult. And um yeah, that is a song that I just I love. I mean, it's one of the best pop songs ever written. Um, you know, who doesn't love a bit of ABBA? <laughs> it's so fascinating
0: asking that question. I love to yeah. hear everyone's responses. And obviously, when you hear it immediately, you flash back to, to your childhood. That is a beautiful choice. And who doesn't love a bit of ABBA? Good choice. And do you have a favourite motivational quote?
1: Yes, and this is something that really um, ties into both what I do as a coach and what um, I try to aspire to have within my own business as well. Um, It's a quote by Larry Wingert, who um, says he's a personal brand expert. And he says that the goal of your business is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And I just absolutely love that because... One of my core values as a coach is to help women and men who come and work with me to be really feel valued and to be seen and heard for who they truly are, to be themselves, to find their uniqueness and to actually define their magic, I call it. And I just thought that was so wonderful from a business point of view, because having that kind of authenticity in that bravery to show up as yourself within your business is the key of, to success and exploiting it in the service of others you know is all about another core value i have which is to help people make an impact in the world and you know be really driven to do something that you really really are passionate about so yeah it just kind of sums everything up and i think it's such an important imp- essential Thing to have as a business owner if you're a sole entrepreneur, and it sounds so simple. Yes, I think we exactly.
0: over we overcomplicate things in the business world. Oh, but right. that just sounds like a very very non complicated way of explaining what it is you need to show up and do. Yeah. No, that I like that. And do you have a favorite book? And it doesn't have to be motivational.
1: Yeah, um, I am an avid reader, whether that is the the physical format or on Audible. And I've read so many books and. You know, I love biographies. I love to dive into, like, I'm a bit of a, well, I'm very much a geek. I'm always learning about (laughs) marketing and messaging and sales and business, but I love a good biography. Um, I love kind of any kind of books where there's a journey. I love like Cheryl Strayed. Wild was an amazingly powerful book. But when it comes to books that have really transformed my trajectory as a business owner, I've got to say something really random. And it's a book called Built uh, Magnetic Sponsoring by Mike Dillard. And it really made me basically turn into a coach. It made me see that I could build this system and structure to bring in clients who were the right clients to put a structure in place and to nurture those clients. And then obviously the aim to sell at the end, but this book just, I read it and it was like the penny dropped. It Mm -hmm. was like, oh, okay. So this is what I need to do. And it actually kind of dived me into my first mentorship with a coach that I had. I was actually part of Lisa Johnson's program. It really just changed my entire kind of course of my career. And so I think it just goes to show from that, I chose that book because it just goes to show that the power of, of learning and the power of a book to really kind of change the course of your life and I think that's something we should always be open to and that was a bit of a long answer but no I love it How powerful I'm good I'm definitely going to read that book but how incredible is that that it changed your
0: view Mm. and your perspective and and I listened to your podcast earlier and you you said something that I understood completely um about 10xing something so you've read
1: that book as well Yes I've read so many books that have like changed everything you know yeah. at the time in the moment they were really p- kind of potent for me mm-hmm. but this one literally like picked me up off the path that was on and dropped me down onto the other Um, like no other book ever has mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I'm gonna look that one up and add to my list thank you <laughs>
1: yeah, no very room. inspired by that. Um, so you're a sales strategy messaging coach so what does that involve? I I really kind of work with future leaders and the coaches that I tend to kind of come into my world and I attract really are they're kind they're confident they want to just find their magic they want to really kind of create an incredible life that's simple and for me personally it's about like my family and the experiences we have as a family over the finances but obviously I'm all about making money unapologetically because we Mm -hmm. need to do that but what I really love to do is help my clients who are mainly coaches to build a very bespoke and personalized sales and messaging strategy that takes that takes the people from the point of being discovered, those ideal clients constantly coming into their world and nurtures them along that customer journey to the point of sales. So I teach clear messaging to do the kind of the middle piece and I teach gentle sales to do the end piece as well, because I know that people really don't like selling. I think they find it awkward. But for me, the key is in having all those pieces of the puzzle that so many coaches miss. It's like the how do we attract, then how do we nurture, and then how do we sell? A lot of the times we focus on that, we need more followers, we need more leads, but what do we do with them? Like they might just come into your world and never kind of convert. You might be really good at making connections, but they kind of, you stay in the friend zone for ages and the nurture piece is what's missing. And really as well, it's about doing this on a bespoke basis. And this is something that I am so passionate about. I will literally die on this hill because these plug-in sales funnels, the templates, the proven systems that work, that the big name coaches are selling out there, I'm not afraid to say this, are not going to be appropriate for your business necessarily. They might be good. They might take you so far, but they're not going to maximize your revenue, Mm -hmm. you know. How could, for example, a sales system and a messaging ecosystem be exactly the same for, say, a fitness coach who's selling a $27 membership versus a high ticket business coach? It's just not because my buying habits are different. The messaging has to speak to a different level of sophistication. There's so many different nuances. Mm. Um, and so, this is like, this is something I'm really kind of shouting about a lot on social media at the moment, because I think 2024 is the year when we really recognize in the industry that this personalization is essential for maximum Mm -hmm. success. And, you know, I'm fortunate to have seen this early and to like be thinking, well, this makes sense. And that comes from my own experience. And that's you know that's my kind of leadership take on this really i'm wanting to lead the way in the coaching industry in messaging and sales mm-hmm. and doing it in this very kind of bespoke way mm-hmm. yeah i
0: completely agree and for me it's about learning more about the person their authenticity what is it about about them and by bringing this big machine they become yes. faceless I want to see you know what struggles have you had how have you overcome them how does this work for you and mm-hmm. how how can I relate to that how can I tap into what you're actually saying because I'm looking for the authenticity and the, the big brands the big names yeah they're doing great but yes. it, it's not transferable and you say well it, one size does not fit all no
1: not at all not at all but it'll get you so far but just mm-hmm. not but also, yeah, like you said, it's that you, you've got to find that authentic magic, that unique, that uniqueness, like Larry, mm-hmm. we get that quote, that uniqueness yeah. about you. And that includes things like how do you want to deliver your programs? What kind of coaching style do you have as a, mm-hmm. as a human being? What kind of lifestyle do you want to build? Let's build a business around that because there are so many infinite ways to build your business. and. You know then the messaging and the sales and the whole process that we we kind of put in place then to to create that on you know on repeat is is unique to everybody mm-hmm. and it's so important that you're happy in doing what you do. You know I've definitely had like so many moments where I've really not enjoyed my you know my career. And um I know that actually enjoying that journey, I know it's a cliche is like everything. I don't mm-hmm. want to sit in front of my laptop dreading coaching mm-hmm. the I'm coaching because I love it and I don't want to kind of ever help my client I want to make sure my clients are always kind of doing something similar where they absolutely love what they do and they've they've found that clarity through my help to find that thing that they are so passionate about and it shows people Mm -hmm. see it immediately
0: when you know you're passionate about what you do your face lights up and people want to buy into that and and want to be part of it and and again goes back to authenticity but people buy from people I always say that and the buying into what it is you have to offer and the fact that you're passionate about it that you love it they they will join they want to be part of it they want to be part of your world and what it is you have to offer Mm -hmm. um so were there any specific challenges
1: you faced um on your path to leadership and if so how did you overcome them Wow, this is a long journey. So, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years in February. Next month, actually, it will be 20 years. you have to celebrate. (laughs) Yes, and um, I've had various different careers. I've built multiple six-figure businesses along the way, all kind of around my family, really, or my personal circumstances at the time. And, um, yeah, it's been a huge, like, learning curve. But for a lot of that time, I was on my own, and I almost had to be my own leader. I was literally left kind of to fend for myself and learn the ropes. And a lot of what I learned definitely has gone into the way I teach gentle sales. But um, coming into the online space about five years ago, that was really when I stepped up my leadership for the first time. I was actually in network marketing full time. Um, and I led a big team across the world. I had to show up as the leader. Um, I had Difficult experience with my first network marketing company. I disagreed with the way that they were leading. I disagreed with the way that they were mass cold messaging and selling, it it felt wrong to me, it was not working. And so I actually kind of had to, as a leader, step away from that and, and start again and create my own team in a different company. And that's really when I came into my own as a leader on social media, in terms of content creation, messaging, and selling, taking everything that I'd learned from the last 15 years of being a business owner in sales, and actually then start and create my own path with this new team that I built from scratch. And when I did that, and actually started to implement my own kind of way of doing things, which was true to my beliefs in what works and true to my values as well as a person, I'm all about building relationships. I will never cold message. I don't teach that. I never will. You know, everything has to be very kind of hands-on. When I did that, everything transformed. I literally, I'm going to be very specific here, Amanda, but it's 17x my revenue at the time. It's That's the fact. And it just felt really, really good. And do you know what else? It also allowed me to find the path that I was meant to go on, which was to actually come out of network marketing and step into a leader as a coach on sales and messaging, where I could make an impact on more than just the team or the company that I was working for or with, um, and actually kind of create my own business. So that's when that book that I mentioned before came Mm -hmm. into play and I suddenly went, ah, yes, I can move and do this all on my own and make a huge impact, you know, and help business owners and coaches everywhere, you know, the potential was suddenly much, much greater. But since, you know, since I've become a coach, there's definitely been a kind of issues as a leader, again, as a solo entrepreneur, you know, we are, we were talking about this before, it's a lonely job sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to firstly find your own self belief a lot. There will always be difficult clients, difficult situations, moments of doubt, all the usual things. I am not untouchable. I absolutely suffer from imposter syndrome. I absolutely have moments when I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm not doing it (laughs) again. You kind of get one bad comment. It's got less and less as I've grown and, and kind of, you know, really worked on my personal development side of things. But you know when you're on your own you're going to have all of that those kind of thoughts naturally come up and as you move up a level and as you gain more experience and expertise you suddenly realize that yes I'm now kind of I've elevated myself in financially and with my expertise but there's still further to go and you know there's all these different thoughts so Being a leader for yourself is definitely, that takes so much strength, so much mental strength. Being a leader for a team, when I had my network marketing team, was more to do with being the example and setting the tone and having that confidence, even when perhaps you didn't necessarily feel it. Being lonely and having people say things about you or disagree with the way that you were doing things and you had to kind of keep the peace because you were trying to create this community and keep the team going and you know anyone that's ever been in charge of a team knows what that feels like you know being at the top or being in charge of a team or leading a team I should say not in charge of leading a team is definitely kind of positions you for attack if it's there you know positions you for taking the flack And, you know, you take the blame and sometimes you, you can't, it's impossible to actually kind of reflect that back and say to people, actually, you know, we need to look at you and what you're doing and your behaviors. A good leader needs to coach somebody through that in a very gentle way. But you do as a leader, I've definitely in the past taken a lot of things. I've had to, you know, have things said to me, whatever that I've just had to sort of bite my tongue a little bit more consider and then gently coach somebody through that. But it's, yeah, there's, being a leader is, is not easy, but being a leader is also really exciting. <laughs> it's really exciting. And the potential for where it can take you is incredible and the impact that you can make.
0: Yes, definitely. And just listening to your journey there, when
1: your values aren't
0: aligned mm. with a company that you're with, it's you know, in your in your soul, that, that is not going to work. And I'm very interested to hear that you took your own values and went off and did your own thing, yeah. and that has the potential to create something magnificent, which it clearly did. And you mentioned self belief and being lonely, and you need to be so completely focused on that self belief and let nothing get in your way. And you've just got to keep doing it. And the loneliness which is the thing that I'm I'm seeing through this podcast. What do leaders do when they're faced with a challenge? Unless you're in a solid partnership, you've got to make decisions by yourself. You've yes. got to assess situations by yourself. And being having the coaching mindset as a leader, I think for me has been the, the best toolbox I ever could have had because rather than take on board all the problems, you do need to hold the mirror up and you do need to be able to coach that individual and say, you know that well this is what happened and pass it back but to create what you've created and the self-awareness that you mentioned and you know the self-belief it's an unwavering path in fact that you've managed to do it for all this time is Mm. is really incredible so have you had any mentors on the way or any yeah
1: yeah and I just want to ask that as well you know it's about looking at yourself and being honest with your own mistakes as well that's a huge piece isn't it yeah Uh, It's not just about looking at, you know, it's always self-improving as a leader, but yeah, I've I've definitely had mentors along the way. Um, So mentors just um, within my family, like I'm really fortunate. My husband's always been such a cheerleader for me and kind of just let me get on with what I want to do. And like my grandparents were huge mentors for me kind of growing up. You know, my my grandpa was involved in the Olympic Games. He was massive in the swimming world. He was a mayor of Durham City and like just really like a huge name in sport. He was absolutely a mentor to me in terms of like, wow, that ultimate level of success that was shown to me from a very young age. And, you know, that kind of the world that they were in was was amazing. And I think that's he was really kind of both my grandparents, my granny as well. She was like this confident lady who, um just showed me what was possible for a woman. I know that sounds really cliche, but, you know, Mm -hmm. just she was always so confident and so supportive of me as well. But mentors like otherwise, I think I've spent a lot of time really having to dig deep and mentor myself in a lot of ways. And I have transformed myself from a very, very, very shy 20-something-year-old to somebody who literally five years ago I could not stand up in the in my living room of my own home and speak in front of five friends and tell them about my business, to somebody now who is speaking in front of thousands of people on Zooms and on podcasts. I mean, I've had to really work hard at my own self leadership mm-hmm. mindset for sure, and then recently. Obviously I've had, I've invested in coaching mentors because I truly believe that you can't do this on your own. That's Mm -hmm. the conclusion that I came to in the end. I could get so far, but if I really was serious about making this a huge business and having a huge impact, I needed some help. I can't do what I haven't done before. I can't possibly know what the the right steps are Mm -hmm. to take on my own when you haven't done it before i could sit here and kind of not have a mentor for 10 years and just kind of play around and make mistakes and try this and try that but obviously we all know that having a coach and a mentor is that shortcut past the mistakes it's that support that can guide you to through decisions and as a coach i've always had a mentor since i started and i never will i've got two now i'll probably have a third coming up in quarter two Mm -hmm. with various different things and they're just an invaluable piece of my growth. And I think you you can't, we can go in alone, but it just takes so much longer and it's so much harder, mm-hmm. but it's investing in the right mentors, knowing that that person is right for you. And I've definitely made mistakes there mm-hmm. and knowing that they are bringing the right skill set for what you need right now as a human being and as a business owner as well at that moment in time. And I think you do need to have that level of self-awareness
0: to know what you need and when to be mm-hmm. able to ask for, for help, for guidance, for ad- additional mentorship, yeah. because you learn every day mm-hmm. and you've got to make good decisions on who best to go to, who can help you. And, you know, you will get burned. There will be people that, that don't necessarily align with, with your values. But mm-hmm. I think you've always got to seek out the people that offer what you need mm. and and build on that and build on that because like you said you'll spend a long time trying to figure it out for yourself but more importantly I think you need someone that can stand in front of you and say no that's not a good idea why don't you try this to maybe yeah. point you in another direction and someone that work that closely with you that understands your business that understands you you mentioned imposter syndrome I'm always interested mm-hmm. in that Do you still
1: have difficulty with that? Or do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think anyone that says they don't is lying because at every new level, there is this next level of comparison with the people who are at that sort of similar level to you. I think we, you know, I've got definitely got better and better at it. And that, I think the core to overcoming it is having that confidence and that authenticity. I love the word that you share all the time, authenticity. Mm -hmm. And it is like, you're going to have more, just generally more kind of comparison, more imposter syndrome when you're doing something that is not aligned with you. And when you try and do something that is not aligned with you, when you haven't really found the thing that I always think. I always help my clients through this first clarity phase. I always like always start here with my clients and it's finding a thing that's a combination of what you're truly passionate about and what your expertise is as well. And really kind of making sure that you are aligning both of those, if possible, you've got to be doing something that lights you up. And if you're not, those feelings of imposter syndrome will absolutely creep in much more quickly because you're not, you're trying to do something that is not right for you. Um, I was just listening to a podcast this morning, Alex Hormozy was talking about this saying how like niching down, have my own opinion on niching down, but Mm -hmm. he was saying about all these people that try to kind of build a business around skills that they don't actually have, because they're trying to build a business around something they think is going to sell. And it's so true. And I have to admit, I've been guilty of that in the past, in terms of the way that I built my business, the structure that I had. So it's as soon as you are true to yourself that imposter syndrome will definitely ease but you it won't ever go away if you are a person that truly cares about what you do about delivering client results you want to be the best you're passionate about that so you're always going to be questioning am i actually you know delivering results am i good enough am i you know doing everything that i possibly can to improve constantly and, um, yeah, it doesn't go away, no. unfortunately. <laughs> and I think if it does go away, that's when you become complacent and you think, oh, yeah, I've lost it time. now. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: but imposter syndrome for me, I, I did struggle with it for a long time and I did a lot of inner work to overcome it. But that's exactly what I noticed, trying to do the things that everyone else thought I should be doing. And I wasn't aligned and trying to, to do other things. But when I stripped it all back and I thought, well, if I do what... What's right for me? What's authentic for me? What I'm good at? What I believe in? What people are going to buy into? Then that that is me. That that isn't a lie. And yeah. and that that's where the the authenticity comes in. So imposter syndrome for me um, is definitely diminished over the years, but it, it it pipes up every now and again. But I can ask the inner questions now, and I can I can think to myself, well, you know, I'm I'm not complacent. I'm always trying to improve. Always trying to work on more things, and I'm always learning and evolving. But I I do a lot of journaling and I keep evidence of previous successes and I meditate. And with that as well, it gives you proof of Mm -hmm. what you've done. And if your brain starts saying, oh, what are you doing that for? Then it goes, oh, well, you have this evidence. You've written it yourself. You can't lie to yourself. But it it just interests me um, over the work that I've done. So many powerful, very high-profile women have this same thing and that's probably what's driving me in this I'm just curious as to why what it isn't I do think women are hard on themselves oh yeah we are too hard (laughs) but it it, it will be something I will I will always be asking the question but it is really interesting but I think again goes back to that word about not trying to do what everyone else thinks you should do or selling the thing that you think everyone else is selling but just doing what is is unique to you and what authentically comes yeah. from you if you could give one piece of advice to
1: aspiring female leaders or maybe you're shy yourself in your 20s mm-hmm. what would it be keep going keep going because and and take make the big leaps because I am fortunate I'm the kind of person that has always jumped into things really without thinking so my first business was financial recruitment. Um, I was working for a financial recruitment company. It came out of being an accountant. Uh, I was the worst accountant in the world. I <laughs> terrible. Definitely more a people person. But I came out of accountancy, went into financial recruitment, and um, after eighteen months there, I realised I can do this on my own. I had my own clients. I had my own. I'm pretty much running really my own, like sort of mini business within the company, and so I thought I'm just going to go out and do this on my own because, and I don't have to give like. Most of the commission back to my pops, <laughs> and so it took me about two weeks of umming and ahhing, and then I was like, Do you know, what? just go, and I just went without even thinking about how I was going to build this. So I was twenty-seven. I was like okay let's just work out how we do this so back then building a website was a new thing I had to hire someone it was like five thousand pounds to build this (laughs) website you know (laughs) it was crazy so basically I I just leapt and and went for it and I think I've done that ever since with everything I've considered it but I have not hesitated for a minute and I've worked it out and you will work it out trust Mm -hmm. that you will work it out but you've got to make those big leaps and those big pushes and that is how you're going to jump and skip up the steps towards where you're going to get and trust that the decisions you're making are right because I have definitely made some like bad decisions this last year which were not based on my gut my gut was telling me "Mm, there's something not right (laughs) and a recent decision I made when I hired my latest mentor who is incredible, I sat with that. This is the one time I did sit with something, actually. I sat and made sure my gut was 100% right, and it was so pulling me towards it, towards her, and it was the best thing I've done. Mm -hmm. So I think it is make those big leaps, don't be afraid, and just keep going. You know, I've been here for 20 years, and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. And it does take that grit, that determination, that resilience, like, oh, when is it, you know, when am I going to get there? We all think that. We all think that. But... You will, if you just keep going. Every single person you know that's successful, that you admire, started from zero. Mm-hmm. They all did. And the only thing that got them to where they are is just that resilience. It's a long haul. Mm-hmm. It's a long haul. You know, you think five years, doesn't sound like that long. You know, people say, just give it five years. When you're in it day to day, that's a long time. <laughs> you know, but you just got to keep going.
0: I like that you said, listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. um that that is a, a really interesting thing I've been looking at human design um
1: over yes. the recent months what are you what design are you <clears throat> manifesting generator oh, amazing I'm a generator so yeah
0: well I hadn't heard of that um three or four months ago no. and that's one of my things listen to your gut which I do too and it but it goes back to self-awareness stop think what you know how does this make you feel mm-hmm. and again the bad decisions can come back to not listen to what, what your body tells you and but the bad decisions I think they also have something to teach us and, and while you you may think oh I wish I hadn't done that it probably sends you down a path where you learn something valuable
1: 100% there's always something from like the they're not mistakes I did a post recently on Instagram which is all about mistakes the big mistakes that I made last year And every single one, it's, it's all a learning experience. Look, we've got, you know, we're on this journey of life, everything we get something from, from everything, don't we? And you've got to think like that as well. Um, And I think that's another leadership quality is just having that kind of that positivity to keep going to accept the mistakes to accept your mistakes as a human being, you're not always perfect, you are going to mess up, you're going to upset people, you've got to improve you got to change, you got to be willing to to kind of be flexible. But yeah, it's, it's just making sure that you keep going and keep going. And that resilience is the quality of a leader, a true leader. Mm-hmm. And that's how you find yourself. Like you said, that's how you find who you are through the mistakes. You find that those moments where you're like, yes, that's that happened for a reason. And I'm here. And that's why and this is who I am. This is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost something like you have to go through like a, a mm-hmm. triangle. The mistakes
0: become fewer and fewer as you go yes. further on your journey, and having that adaptability, which I think ultimately makes um, really good leaders, balance. How do you balance this amazing empire in your life? Um, some people don't like the word balance, so I've been using harmony. Um, yeah. I don't manage to balance everything, but I try my hardest to have <laughs> harmony. How do you? How do you
1: keep yeah. saying? It? <laughs> No I think okay so I think there's a lot of rhetoric at the moment on social media about like the anti-hustle culture but it's gone too far the other way in some ways I'd really like to sort of say this because it absolutely you are not going to become a multiple six-figure seven-figure earner by sitting on a beach and letting the dollars (laughs) fall from the sky. With a laptop and sound. Exactly (laughs) and you know you're you know, you, you move it on bag by. It's like, it's not, it takes blooming work. It's hard work. This weekend, I'm not afraid to say, this weekend and the last weekend, I'm working on something really big, um, a new training. And I've worked both weekends, Um, apart from I've had like a Sunday afternoon off to just refresh and recharge and spend time with my boys. But it does sometimes take periods like that. Mm-hmm. But generally, balance, I... I am a, like, again, going back to the human design, I'm a manifester. I absolutely, I'm a worker bee. I've always worked hard and I've worked also now very hard on actually trying to change that narrative of hard work is required and effort is required. And it's been difficult for me because I've been doing this for so long and I'm still not where I want to be. So I've had to really like work hard at that and letting go of the effort, but I I truly feel that there are certain things you can do to help you just to have a simpler, simpler life. And one of the things that I help my clients with is to create a simple business. You'll see the word simplicity all over my brand, all over my social media. And I truly believe that that is possible when you get organized and you allow yourself time for you. So my days, my diary is very like structured. Mondays and Fridays are pretty clear. I only do client calls Tuesdays and Thursdays and um, sometimes i do calls like this but Wednesdays are my calls for podcasting, networking, those kind of things but I allow myself time off to go and do things like for me, nails, take my husband out for lunch, go get my hair done, meet some friends for a drink, whatever. It's great and obviously spend time with my boys as well. And I switch off. So when I went on holiday in October, I had three weeks off. I did not post a single story, a single post, anything. And I think that's important. I think we're so like scared about social media and being tied to it. And we're terrified that it's got us in our grip. Like we have to keep feeding it. Mm. And I think you've got to kind of get real about that. And so balance is something that comes with practice efficiency is part of that and again that comes with practice you know if you asked me this time last year to list out the tasks that i do on a daily basis it would be entirely different from what i'm doing now because i've learned um ai is an incredible thing use the tools use the apps use the platforms that you've got to make your life easier but i think scheduling my week out so each day is set with one kind of specific thing Um, has been a game changer for me. I know it's such a simple thing, but it really has like helped me to balance my week. And I know what's coming up. Monday's my creative day. Mm. Um, Tuesday's my coaching day, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But you have to take time out for yourself. You have to, for you and your family, and your friends, whoever you want to spend time with. That's so, it's just an essential part of being an entrepreneur. It absolutely
0: is. And that's one of the areas that I focus on, um, time management, People get so busy and lost in the "got it is, got it is, got it is," and when you strip it all back and you look at what they're actually working on, you can probably shave a day off what it is they're spending time on. But people are petrified of not being visible for a certain amount of time, and that—that is another mirror moment when you've got to hold it up and say, "Well, what's what's going to happen if you're not around for a few days?" And when you can see the the realization in their eyes. Oh, okay. But it's that constant culture of social media, being present, being now, and the stories, the lives, and, and everything's in the yeah. now. But I do think there's a re-education um, opportunity there because burnout is very real on us, oh, yeah. with people with, with burnout. But it's it's pointing out the obvious things, yeah. managing your time, having that structure. <laughs> And not having to be present 24-7 and boundaries. That's another word I use a lot, having the boundaries, making time for your family, because why are we doing this? Why are we working so hard? We're not going to work ourselves into the grave. We're working to have a better life with our families and enjoy travel without laptop and sand on
1: the beach. Yeah, exactly. No, it's so true. I love that. And it's, you know, the, the structures that I help my clients with is all about efficiency. It's all about driving that efficient sales process, Getting people off social media is the most powerful thing you'll do for your business. If you mm-hmm. want to nurture your connections into clients, getting them onto an email list, nurturing them that way with the right freebie, the right lead magnet, all those kind of things. And it's um, it's such a key to unlocking
0: mm-hmm.
1: that simplicity and that balance. You do not have to be on social media all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. I Quality, messaging over quantity is going to be the thing that will multiply your revenue if you get that right you don't need to be posting a million times a day not for one second exactly and spending time to build and nurture relationships
0: have conversations get to know people what makes them tick and again buying into people buy from people Mm -hmm. no that's that's fascinating thank you so my final question Helen what legacy would you like to leave as a leader and how do you measure the impact of your leadership I imagine that you've worked with a lot of people
1: yeah and I've had some terrible examples of leadership (laughs) on me and I've had some fantastic examples of leadership and I'm only trying to learn And I think I would like to say that I want people to be themselves, to be able to be themselves is something that I was not able to do growing up. You know, won't go down that story, but just having the confidence to be who you are without worrying about what anyone thinks. If I could really help the particularly women that I work with, to really be seen for who they are and feel valued and that they're actually kind of appreciated, that they have something of incredible worth just by being them. Mm-hmm. I would love that to be, I've never been asked this question before actually. And I think <laughs> uh, the name of my mentorship program is impact. And I really do feel like I want to help women to feel they can make that impact. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing what they love and doing what they do best with their unique set of skills. And that could be absolutely anything. It could be something really specific, it could be something really broad. And I really want to break the rules as well. I feel like where are these rules come from in the coaching? Yeah. industry. I came into this from network marketing. I was like, who says we've got to launch like this? I was like, yes hang on a second and I encourage my clients to just be themselves and create the systems the processes the way they want to build their business just for them and their family and their loved ones Mm -hmm. and we well, there's no rules. No one set the rules. We can make our own rules. I think that's the other thing for me as well. That's really important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that is that's fantastic. I'm going to write that down. Make your own rules. No, you're you're exactly right. I was the same when I I first got into coaching, and and I I love coaching. It's, yeah. it's something I wish i discovered a lot sooner. <laughs> and 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 then I discovered well, to be a coach, I need to do a lot of other things in order to to gain clients and and, and raise my profile. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's all these rules. And mm-hmm. and I'm the same. I'm just like, well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to play by those rules. I, I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But to to have that legacy, it, I when I first got into this world, when I first discovered what coaching was, because I I didn't know anything over ten years ago. I joined a challenge, and it was improving confidence. And there was over four hundred women on this challenge, four hundred very senior women. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I'm still astounded at the fact that they were on this challenge yeah. looking looking for this confidence mm-hmm. and I thought well first of all I was astounded that they were there and that they were senior and then I was thinking well where, where do you think you're going to find it why do you need yeah. to find it here yeah. but I just remember thinking at the time that this is an epidemic in itself yeah. mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's that was when I first got interested in imposter syndrome,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and then you, you mentioned these rules and and these women in my head were they'd been conditioned into thinking that they had suffered all these ailments because it said on social media or because they yeah. said somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and like you, I just thought, well, I'm not buying into this, <laughs> <I?"> <laughs> which is which is why I, I, I spent some time researching emotional intelligence and emotional resilience, because I was fascinated in how people reacted differently to the same story. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, why does why do I cry and the mm-hmm. person next to me doesn't?
1: Yeah.
0: And it was it was just that compassion and authentic leadership. And, you know, we, we've all had good leaders and we've had bad leaders. But it was it was my curiosity that drove me to to research that. But th- that will stay with me for a long time, the, the woman there. But absolutely tear up the rule book, do your own thing, do yeah. what your gut tells you what feels natural. And and that will be the measurement of of your legacy. So do you have what are your socials? Where can we find out more about Helen?
1: Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah, just head over to Instagram and just follow me at Helen Thacker. Um, and yeah, obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'd love you to just drop me a DM and just let me know and i would love to do a quick happily do a quick audit on your social media only takes i can very very quickly see the gaps most coaches are missing the same thing. so i'd be i'd happy to share that with you. anyone that's listening just yeah just come and say hi over on instagram and um, you'll find a link on instagram to my podcast as well purpose potential and power podcast um, and there's also a really, really great free couple of downloads on there as well. So um, go grab all the free help. <laughs> that Definitely. Can... I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. Nice order. <laughs> and
0: uh, I, I've listened to your podcast. It's fantastic. And and you had, you had Katie Hill yes
1: it did yeah really
0: interesting uh, yeah. fantastic she said that was a bit, very interesting to see what she's yeah. up to well thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure to talk thank to you, you today Helen and um thank you for sharing all your wonderful insights
1: and um and your story it's, it's been enlightening and thank you very much no my pleasure Amanda I think you're amazing so um I love the the confidence you're helping women with as well it's so important so thank you oh thank you Thank
0: you for listening to the Leadership Insights podcast today and special thanks to my lovely guest Helen Thacker. Join me on the next episode for more inspirational leadership stories and insights. You can follow me on Instagram at Coach Amanda Jane, or visit my website amandajane.co.uk. Bye for now.